I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot that is the part where if you can invite yourself to accept that all these parts of you exist, that they're actually never going to quote unquote go away. It's just that they get less and less loud because the other loving, compassionate, compassion, right? Accepting parts of you, the light or the love or the peace and the gratitude, those voices just get a little bit louder. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and I'm coming to your ears this time from the beautiful land of Canada, which, oh, dear Canada, well, dear Vancouver, I've fallen completely in love with you and I know I say this about almost every land that I wanderlust but this land guys I've not only really connected to the spirit of it especially this beautiful forest by the bay called Stanley Forest or Stanley Park but oh Vancouver she expresses herself in many colors during my favorite time of year from leaves changing to this deep, deep red or orange or yellow. And it seems sometimes there's these gold hues, especially when the sun is shining on the trees. I think I'm in Narnia. This place is truly magical. It's also a blend of clean city, no ruckus, not too many people walking around, but it's a, but it's a nice city, plus country that honors the beauty of Mama Earth with keeping the nature alive so everybody can embrace it and breathe her in. So 
surprise, I'm absolutely in love. And of course, you know, my mind is racing and telling myself, creating these stories that you need to move here. Of course, I recognize this pattern, so I'll have to just check back in with my soul in six months from now. And if she's, if she is in Vancouver, is still on my mind, I'm maybe I'll, maybe I'll move here. I'm keeping my heart open for the right place to really settle for a while, which now of Vancouver and still Hawaii are my two top choices. But another thing I love is that I've been inspired to write many poems in my waking hours, which I haven't really felt connected to the past month for whatever reason. And when I write is when I know I feel the most aligned. And though part of my creativity doesn't depend on an environment, I, I do think that if I'm in a place where I feel connected to the environment, then it does truly influence the depths of my creativity and I feel the spark. So I'm really excited about that. But also, Vancouver aside, after sharing so much with you last week, I feel so light in many ways, energetically lighter. Perhaps it's because I shared stuff that was weighing on my chest or just feeling loved, feeling your love. So either way, if you listen to it, thank you. Thank you so much. And for all those that submitted questions and submitted your voices to share how Euromagic impacted your life, thank you. Ugh. It means the world. It means from here to the moon, past the moon, to another galaxy, and all the cosmos and back. I, <laughs> man, I'm just so thankful. And also ever since that recording and landing in Vancouver, a whole new world of universal truths just came into my awareness that I'm now exploring deeper and when I'm able to articulate this, I am so looking forward to sharing it with you. But today, we will be exploring something that is also pretty new in my, not in my awareness, I've always been aware of it, but in my practice. And I also used to be a big skeptic about it. But just for today, I hope that you apply at least one nugget of gold Kelsey Patel will gift you. And since our conversation, I have applied a few of the tools she had to offer into my own life, and I already feel like I've stepped out of another cocoon. And I hope something in this helps you do the same. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the wondrous Kelsey Patel, Kelsey is a Reiki master specializing in EFT, the emotional freedom technique, which we will explore and expand on it all, you know, Reiki and EFT 101 and beyond. (laughs) And also we talk about the importance of constantly checking in with ourselves, especially when we sometimes have zero borders and boundaries and we have the tendency to just give all of ourselves and she even puts me in the hot seat at some points 
which really actually ended up helping me shift some old stories and paradigms and the importance of learning how to disconnect energy from others for your own physical, mental, and emotional health, not just through Reiki, but in your day-to-day life. It's so important. And Kelsey is also an entrepreneur. Well, I guess a soulpreneur. She has a subscription box that I could see many of you getting very excited about called Magic Vibes, M-A-G-I-K Vibes. And she also hosts a podcast with Ryan Weiss, Weiss with Ryan Weiss, dedicated to self-expansion, healing, and growth. Sound familiar, guys? <laughs> and it's called Break Up With Your Bullshit. I love it. So I am so excited for you to hear not only Kelsey's story and brilliance, but also how she helps others listen to themselves to create their own magic. But first, I want to really thank the Yomi Reviewer of the Week, Miranda Weiss. Miranda says, I listen to this podcast when I'm driving to my morning babysitting job, and I always feel better and less stressed about the traffic. Since I noticed, listening to this podcast calms me. I was in a very depressed and sad state, so I took a hot shower and turned on this podcast. I can tell you that when I go into a depressive state, nothing can make me feel better until I wake up the next morning, but after the hot shower and the podcast, I felt okay. I felt like my problems weren't the end of the world, and I applied a few new things I learned in this podcast, and I felt better. Thank you so much, and please keep making episodes. Oh, wow. Miranda, thank you, and I will. I will indeed, of course. It's truly an honor to be there for you to help you shift to that state, though you know it wasn't the podcast and it wasn't me, but that shift was you. Also, I'm glad that you recognized it sounds like you didn't need to go from zero to a hundred, but you just simply felt slightly better and you found a tool that helps you feel slightly better, whatever it is, that hot shower and listening to a voice that you can somehow connect with. I have chills. So thank you so much for bringing this into my light and I hope to help bring more light to you and I'm just I'm so thankful I'm so thankful for you and for this review this review made my moment so thank you also in this moment I have my favorite high vibe drink by my side for Sigmatic and for those of you who may not know well this is for the non-coffee drinkers and this is for the coffee fanatics like me. <laughs> I just can't emphasize enough the magical power mushrooms has on one's mental and physical health and Four Sigmatic has the highest quality and best tasting mushroom powders that I have ever tried because whenever I run out, I've gone to a health store wherever I'm at. Sometimes they don't have Four Sigmatic, so I grab another brand and it just it's never the same and i've tried probably five different other brands and it's just not the same as four sigmatic and why i love four sigmatic is that their elixirs and their coffee mixes and their matcha teas and just their delicious treats contain the power of shrooms so we can cancel out 
the jitters if we're drinking coffee while also enhancing the health of our brain and heart and immune system and gut health and lower our stress levels and also assist with weight loss in metabolizing our fatty compounds and it's coffee that will actually help give us a glowing skin a glowing (laughs) help give us glowing skin it's truly just a wonder food a miracle food i love that four sigmatic is always making new mixes all the time right now i am obsessed with their turmeric latte But even their classics are truly my go-to, such as cordyceps to fuel my energy for my workouts, or lion's mane is my favorite to help me keep focus when I'm working because even Buddhist monks drink lion's mane to enhance their focus. And then at nighttime, the classic reishi, which is like liquid yoga or a hot cacao mushroom elixir if I have a sweet tooth. It is so good. So now, Four Sigmatic for the tribe has a 15% discount for you on your purchase. Just click on the link in the show notes or go to foursigmatic.com forward slash soul tribe. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash soul tribe and enter the discount code soul tribe one word no spaces s-o-u-l-t-r-i-b-e you probably know how to spell that soul tribe for 15 percent off your magical coffee and mushroom elixir order soul good and now let's feed your soul and let the magic begin with kelsey patel I was listening to Break Up With Your Bullshit you today. Did. What'd you think of it? You are you and him have such a great banter. I oh. loved it. Oh, What's his that- name? Ryan Weiss. He's truly like my he's like just the most epic human and it's one of those friendships where I'm sure you have them where sometimes you're like, Wow, how am I so lucky to have this friendship? Absolutely. Absolutely. What did I do? <laughs> I must have done something great in a past life. Exactly. No, it's because you are amazing and you so you attract really amazing people very clearly. Oh, thank you, love. It's hard to sometimes accept that. I always work on worthiness. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. We've gotten incredible feedback for it. And um, if it's cool, I mean, I'll probably chat a little bit, just share it a little bit today. Um, so you're 100% can know about it. I want you to share it all. I'm actually going to ask you a lot of soulpreneurship stuff because I mean, magic vibes. Hello. I know. That is so cool what you do. Thank you, darling. I'm so excited to finally have a Reiki master on. I haven't had a Reiki master on. I'm like, what? You were really the one standout person after I heard you on Jordan's Soul on Fire podcast. I just remember your words were medicine and I was beyond grateful. And you're the only Reiki person that I decided to reach out to because I was like, this one gets it. Oh she knows my and I God. Just that makes me so honored. So I'm really excited for whatever, whatever comes and unfolds in this Likewise. Well, thank you again for having me. And I'm just going to follow your lead. um, And hopefully uh, we can share some magic together. I know we'll share a lot of magic, a lot of magic vibes Mm -hmm. together. That sounds great. I love talking about all of it because I want other people to find the expression of it within themselves. (laughs) You're (laughs) multidimensional. 
And so are back we all, you, so they babe. can learn that they you. are too. <laughs> thanks, thanks, boo. Thanks, boo. Um, so first, may you actually weave these two questions into one answer. What is Reiki and what's your story behind why you decided to devote your life to it and your evolution into all the practices? Absolutely. This might take a minute, but that's okay. Take your okay. time. I want everyone to hear it. All uh-huh. right. I'm going to go for it. So Reiki is a Japanese healing modality. We use our hands to emit healing and invoke life force energy to bring about balance and harmony to the mind, the body, and the soul. And similar to Chinese medicine, the chi and the flow of prana or life force energy, which you've heard if you've taken a yoga class or if you've ever had acupuncture, they talk about your chi within the body or the prana. That is the same as the key of Reiki, the R-E-I-K-I. The K-I is the same as chi. It's the same as prana or life force energy in yoga. The difference is that we use our palm chakras in the hands to allow the healing to come through instead of, say, just breath with prana or needles in Chinese medicine. So that's sort of the baseline of the intention and the power behind Reiki. And for me, I grew up in North Dakota. I worked in the United States Senate as my first job out of college in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. I worked for a big Fortune 500 company after that in Los Angeles. So if there was ever someone who was not exactly um, into or a believer of the woo-woo and the magic, it would have been me. Um, And I really, yeah, I really had to find um, just solutions and answers because I was struggling very, very severely with back pain, with stress, with anxiety, and, you know, partly because of the jobs and the careers that I had chosen, but also because of family stuff and just really the essence of what we all have um, as human beings is just navigating and learning how to take care of ourselves and be more of ourselves and listen to ourselves. And I really was, I felt so distant from myself, um, but I know now that I was, I was intentionally doing that. I was running from myself and in doing so, I developed a lot of physical pain. Um, and that was how, when I finally landed in LA and started doing yoga practice and really felt, I remember after my first yoga class, my, my dear friend at the time, I said to her, wow, we were in, you know, like one of those huge building complexes and in a fitness studio that was very, very deep inside of this gym. So it's not like we were close to outside, but the way I felt during Shavasana, which is corpse pose where you're done with your practice and you lay down and you're just in the essence of receiving and letting go. I felt this, it felt like there was a big, huge FedEx truck driving by because I felt this shaking and rumbling in my heart in a good way. Like this, just this online feeling, right? And I couldn't explain it because I was like, I wonder if there was a truck going by, but it was, of course not because we were in, you know, on like several stories high in a building and in very deep within the building in this yoga studio. And it was really, it was me. It was my own it was my own energy. It was my own 
sort of Shakti. It was just all the divine flow for me that I was feeling for the first time. And because I had all this back pain, I started seeking alternative treatments because it was really severe and I would take Advil and I would drink wine and just think anything to, to help it move through me and it wasn't working. Um, and that was how I ended up after, you know, a couple of years of going to all these different healers and people in LA, um, I ended up finding Reiki and I didn't get it and I didn't know why or how it worked, but I just knew that every time I got off the table and we had done some EFT and then I would end the session with Reiki, I just, I felt, I felt better. I felt lighter. So you're right. It's a long story, but yeah, it's, it's, I just want always people to hear and know that like if there was ever a skeptic, I was the one and I had a very hard time letting go. I had a very hard time not wanting to control everything. And I still struggle with that. Um, but how it, it really saved me in so many ways. It's amazing how yoga, this is why I wanted people to hear your story though. It's because it's amazing how yoga is often the catalyst into mm-hmm. this world because when we lay in that shava- in shavasana and corpse pose, we can finally hear and connect with our soul, especially when we are in a world that is more chaotic and hustling at, like the corporate industry, which I too was also a part of. So I totally mm. relate to you. And I think a lot of people do. And especially I was too also once a skeptic. And so before I opened up myself into this world, honestly, one practice that I had a hard time believing for a long while, even when I was finally open and I was diving in after I practiced my yoga, but I was very skeptical for a while of Reiki. And I thought people who practiced Reiki were just either honestly out of their mind or just want to take wanted to take money out of my pocket you know I just I oh was oh my god not- same I kind of <laughs> always felt like they were trying to like take advantage of me with like the woo woo and I, I totally get it and I and look you know to some degree I would say that you know you we all do have to trust our instinct and find someone in whatever, it could be your yoga teacher, it could be who you go to acupuncture, it could be somebody you decide to go on a retreat with that you've never met. You know, I really feel so strongly that we all have this innate ability and necessity to some degree to follow our own intuition. Because I definitely had people come up to me that would be like, I'm a Reiki master and I feel called (laughs) to place my hands. And I was like, no, thank you. Bye. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It was the one thing that took me honestly a long time till probably, whoa, I just realized something. It took until your podcast with Jordan on Soul on Fire where I actually shifted and opened my mind to it. I just got chills in my whole body (laughs) when you said that. I just like, I don't even know how I didn't even realize this while I was talking to you, but I'm like, wow, where was that shift? And I just had a visualization of me driving down when I was living on Oahu. I was on the west side. So the ocean was to my left or my right. And so I was on the east side, I mean, and um, I was driving down, listening to you speak with Jordan and I just had such a moment of, uh, it was, it was, I think I probably got chills too, but I just, I had that moment of truth. I remember my right ear ringing and that's one of my signs. Like this is a moment of truth and wow. I, wow. wow. What divine. I just flashed in my mind. 
That's so beautiful. And my whole body is like broken out in chills. And that's always my sign. Um, yeah, like my armpits are too. sweating right now. So I'm not, <laughs> it's not that I'm like cold at all. It's just that, that it's that essence of like true connection. And I, you know, and again, like I would always, I always want people. And I think that's maybe where I have approached going into Reiki from like, I, you know, what a lot of people have shared with me is that, you know, I am someone that is very much of this, of this earth and of this day and age. Like mm-hmm. I'm a stepmom. I live in downtown LA. I, you know, wow. like nice things. And I am just, again, meaning I'm someone who's not meditating in the mountains somewhere. Like I'm very mm-hmm. tangibly earthly connected to living in 2018 in the Western world. So my approach with all of it, with spirituality, with Reiki, with awareness, with just intentional um, living is one of balance is really the essential sort of key and ingredient to Reiki in the first place is balance and harmony. And sometimes balance and harmony for me is going to look like you know, going to Vegas for a weekend and celebrating a friend's bachelorette party and just I having fun and letting go and, you know, doing my meditation practice in the morning, but not rooting myself to like need to have green juice every day and need to, you know, go to bed with dandelion tea and like beautiful music chirping in my ears. Like that's, that's not always a reality. And so for me, I think what I try to also share and show people is that there's, it's okay to be in your own, whatever that essence is for you, your balance and finding your harmony as being in 2018 with our cell phones, with technology, with all these things that we are are really meant to be a part of where we are now. Otherwise, we wouldn't have them. And we were planted here for a reason. We weren't planted in India right now to meditate in the mountains. There are other people. That's their purpose right now. Our yep. purpose is to feed the souls in this Western civilization and help them tap in. And thank Goddess for the fact that you do find about that you have found a balance because of your own history. You're more able to really connect with those that are where you were. And there's so many that are floating around and a lot of those skeptics too. So you're able to understand. So you needed that history and then the Shavasana to really serve your purpose. It just opened something. Yeah. And I, you know, I think for a lot of people, I'm sure you, you know this as well. And I'm so curious. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions as well. (laughs) It's fine. I'm open. Yes. But, you know, I really feel like for most people, it's not about needing to go down any particular path and there's no one, you know, it could be, we see this so much now, if you're on social media and you are, um, you know, you're curious about wellness and you have that sort of desire to do better and to be better within yourself. What I would say is, you know, following someone else's path and journey is not going to be what is yours Mm -hmm. because each of us, are so perfectly individual as a part of this beautiful collective, but we all have our own lessons. We all have, I mean, no two people's astrology chart is ever going to be the same, right? So Mm -hmm. in that same energy and vibration, it's like all of us 
have this uniqueness about us, which means that our path has to be unique and soul and very connected to to self. And sometimes that means that you fall down and you get really hurt. And sometimes that means that you're going to be floating and feel like you're on a cloud and all of it is necessary and all of it is relevant and all of it is perfectly you. And that's the part that I think it's taken me, you know, I'm 37 years old. It's taken me 37 years to finally come home to myself and acknowledge that all these times that I was running and all these times that I was trying to maybe follow someone else's way of being or follow someone else's needs of me or whatever the case may have been, that it was all necessary so that I could see that I had this pattern and then I could come back to myself again. And then I'd go off and then I'd be away from myself and then I'd come back to myself again and then away and then back. So it's like, you know, to just really give everyone this beautiful could be a little um, unknown. It could be a little scary for some or just new, but this permission, this intense, loving, deep permission to be perfectly imperfect and to be themselves and to trust that their journey is taking them to the places that they are meant to be. <laughs> wow. Amen to all of that. <laughs> All right, you can go now. That was an amazing interview. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> wow, there are so many things in that minute of what you just said that I just want people to take away. Well, one, I can't believe that you're 37. I really need your aging secrets. But that's not what I want people to take away. Two, the fact that <clears throat> you are 37, there's so many young listeners. I would say the majority of them are between... 15 to 25. And I see a lot of them in the Facebook group. They're really struggling with, they, they feel like they need to be somewhere right now. You know, they mm. need to be where they want to be right now. They need to be serving their purpose and healing the world right now. When yep. it's like you, and it's, when I see that, I'm like, that's good that they are feeling that nudge and they're feeling their purpose. But oh, a decade from now, it's going to be so different. And just imagine how much they're going to heal or find their way. And there's going to be so many times when they're going to have high highs and low lows. And they're going to feel like they're off their path. They're going to feel like they're back on their path and aligned. And to not be so hard on themselves because look at where they might be when they're when they're 37. Oh, I love that so much. Look, it actually makes me emotional when I hear that because I know it so well. I know the feelings of like knowing you feel this this burning inside of you to do something or to give something great and to provide and to share your essence and your light and your love with the world. I know that feeling so deeply. And I also know the feeling of complete and utter self-doubt and complete and utter like anxiety and fear of not becoming that person. And like, what else do I need to do? What else do I need to do? What else do I need to give myself to? Where else do I need to go? Like, who else do I need to meet? How many more followers do I need? Like all those, all those voices, right? And like my biggest thing that I would say to all of these beautiful, amazing beings that listen and that are feeling any of that is it is coming. It will come. And the more you can learn now to love yourself and to trust yourself and exactly that you are right on time, 
you are right on time wherever you are, being whoever you are, experiencing whatever you are. The more that you can give yourself permission to just like, like rest in this place of like inner peace because the inertia and the excitement of purpose is is what you know allows us to keep waking up and to keep experiencing and to keep going but what can happen is that that inertia can go way too far ahead and that's the ego yeah the ego is saying to you or to anyone it certainly says it to me I have to be someone else doing something else, being somewhere else other than this moment right now. Yes. And this is where, this is where Reiki and EFT can really help keep one aligned so they can rest in that place of inner peace and to align and manifest all of what they really truly like their inner being desires and be able to hear more of that inner voice and less of the ego voice. Absolutely. And like, you know, just knowing that a majority of your listeners are in that age range, it also makes me want to share with them, you know, and I've never shared this before, um, is like, and I think it's really important for them to hear is, you know, the first few times that I ever meditated or like this was probably maybe less than 10 years ago, but a while ago that I ever did my first like full moon ritual, right? Where it doesn't have to be a full moon ritual, but I'm just going to share it in this context is the first time I, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a bath and then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to journal. And then when I'm done journaling, I'm going to take it outside and burn it. And I'd never done any of this before. I'd heard of it and I'd lived in LA long enough that people would talk about it and stuff. But I, again, was kind of like, okay, um, <laughs> you know, like, all right, that's that sounds really, really woo-woo. But it's much more accepted now and people, you know, obviously different well wellness websites and stuff write about it. Every other blogger who's in the wellness space or spiritual space like is posting, myself included, on new moons and full moons. But, too. Yeah. yeah, right, of course. But what happened in that in that experience is something I'll never forget. And it was like my first real awakening to the essence and feeling of God. Like I'd always loved God. I woke when I was very young, I would pray at night for God to let me be a servant and to let me like help the world. And so it's always been this feeling inside of me, but I always, I grew up Catholic. So I always believed that in order to connect with God, you had to do it through the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people who grew up in any type of religion can relate to sort of the, I don't want to say dogmatic because I I love so much about religion and I may be completely opposite of most people right now, but like I love the feeling of walking into a church. I love the essence of prayer and the feeling of devotion. Whoa, okay. Uh, Chills on my end right now because I was resistant to a church for a while and I walked in recently and I felt so good. It has nothing to do with like religious organization, but it's like that time where people have their sacred connection with Mm -hmm. their divine guidance their or or god or the universe like that time they just have that connection you can feel it it's so sacred in that space yeah it feels good and honestly when I was really down recently I walked into a church and it just helped 
Just the simple walking into a tears. Absolutely, babe. That's amazing that you knew that because it brings a sense, for me, it brings this essence of healing and of, of prayer and of just the, the divinity. And I, you know, some of these churches are built, have been built so long ago that, you know, if you think of the amount of prayer and the amount of people who have invoked universal life force or God, whatever you want to say, I mean, that alone has this palpable connection. It's the same way we have vortexes around the world and these sacred energy centers. It's like, I believe that, and a lot of churches were actually built on those. So, you know, you're not just accessing that that divinity and that longevity of prayer and the invocation of, of an altar in a church. It's also some of them have a depth and a connection to the earth and to this vortex of sacred energy that's bringing healing the minute you walk in. So anyways, back to the story, I was at home and I decided to finally like sit down and stop running from myself and just do this. And I started writing and I just, I was sobbing my eyes out, just releasing all of this, what I didn't even know was there, just releasing this, these fears and releasing my like just old stuff that had happened and scary things and sad things and overwhelming things and anger that I felt to certain people. And I was just like almost scribbling, not even legible writing, just like moving energy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know it. And then I, I ended up like ripping up the piece of paper as a friend had told me to do and putting it in um, like a fire safe container and putting, um, going outside and lighting it. And Mm. as I, I just sat and I just watched the fire and I watched this essence and it was on a full moon, which is all about helping to like shine a light on both the light and the dark and releasing. And I sat there and I watched and the most spectacular colors started to like, and it got, and the fire got high and I was like, oh shit, like, I don't know if I should have done this. I live on a 22nd floor <laughs> building in downtown LA. Like, you know, my little ego started to get all crazy. And, but I watched it. And as I watched it, I just continued to cry. And I had already cried a lot. And I just, all of a sudden I had this sensation and chills through my whole body. And I felt the presence of God. Like I felt mm-hmm. this this wave. And all of a sudden it was just me and this fire and this ritual, nothing else existed. And I felt this essence within me that I had never really connected to or tapped into. And it felt, by the way, this was, I'm pretty sure before I even started getting Reiki sessions, but it was like this something awoke inside of me that was like, you're safe. Like you're, you're who you're meant to be. All these things were a part of your life with purpose, not with just pain. And it was like this overwhelming sensation of like gratitude and okayness, you know, just okay that my path and all of its ups and downs and really some deep downs had happened. And that, that was all necessary for me to be who I was. So, yeah. Wow. And God, God answered your prayer. And now you are, you are healing the world in your own magical way. Mm, thank you. I still don't always see that. I kind of just focus on taking myself to wherever I feel called to go, wherever I feel like I can be of service. Um, but also in doing so, and I think this is really important for the women to hear 
it's also really important. It's been an important part of my journey to constantly come back to myself and constantly check in on myself because I have a tendency to give with zero restraint and zero borders and boundaries. And that has not served me well. Like I've gotten, last year I was sick every single month for six months straight. And I had to realize that I was the common denominator, that it wasn't Mm -hmm. anyone else doing that to me, that I was the one who was putting myself in these positions of just giving so consistently that I had nothing left for me. You and I are so paralleled right now. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) Oh, and those who really know me are listening to this right now and they're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. She needed to hear that. But really it's 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 true. And and you know, I guess that would be where I would turn the turn the table on you right now and say, what is it that you feel is um when you're in that state of giving and doing, mm-hmm. what is it that you feel it means about you? That I'm someone to love. So that I'm someone that is deserving of their love and only because I at sacrifice and give. Yeah. So them. that is an old, old paradigm. That is something that we as women and I believe there's been sort of science, I'm, I don't follow it completely, but I, I know of it, that this essence of our um, ancestral like DNA as women, it, it passes into each of us. And so the fact that as women, like we can walk down a dark street and see two men and there's this instinct of fear that we can feel when we're walking down a dark alley and two men are coming like towards us, right? Mm-hmm. And in the same vein, I believe that as women, we have this innate like belief system that by giving it equals my value. Oh, yeah. That Absolutely. is yeah, and that is something that again, like you know, I was just in New York City and I was just in Washington DC and doing these events and workshops and 99, maybe 98% of these women all have anxiety, all feel a sense of like urgency and all feel like they're just constantly not doing enough. That to me is an epidemic and it's so critical for women to hear from other women that this exists. It's not that you're not alone in this feeling or this belief system, that it's not true, right? Because the only way that we can start to heal and shift from this belief system that giving equals value is by talking about it, by getting into the ego, by getting into the programming and into the thoughts so that our minds can start learning new ways of inhabiting like positive and reinforcing belief systems and reinforcing rest and reinforcing like the essence of receiving, you know? And I feel so called right now in my life to be sharing that message. And so many people, so many women, and perhaps men too, well, definitely men too, but many women may not be aware of this epidemic with it, this epidemic and aware of this need to give in order to receive love within themselves and from others and especially within themselves. So 
How can Reiki and EFT, because I'm sure that those are two modalities that you probably often turn to Mm -hmm. and maybe something else as well. What can we do aside from talking? What can we do to shift this? Yeah. So first I would want to make it very clear for everyone that you can do nothing and still shift it. Because I, I want to also just touch upon the fact that there are so many now um, mediums out there of social media and, you know, all of the different ways that we are receiving um, this sort of thought process and thinking. I just did a workshop with my dear friend, Katie Dale Bout, and she has a book called Let It Out. And her whole thing is journaling. Have you heard of? Have you met her? No, I've heard. I've heard. No, no, no. I've heard her podcast. I should probably. Yeah, you should get her on the show. She's fantastic. Yeah, I She's should. <laughs> so we did two two different events, one in New York and one in DC, and. She is all about journaling and she's, and it's so therapeutic and cathartic. But one of the things that she said in doing a lot of research for her book was that the human, the average human being has 60,000 thoughts a day. And many of those thoughts are actually repeat thoughts. So like a loop of thinking. Absolutely. Right. And so, oh, it's 11, 11 right now. So I have to make a quick wish. Let's yes. let's energize and for the listeners, take this moment as well. Just put out your most divine thoughts, energy, intentions, and desires. so it is so it is yay and it's so funny on our recording it's about to hit three 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 yep yeah magic magic as it's 11 11 yeah that's everything yeah same 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 I see them all over yeah me too the angels know they always know um so anyways just the idea that we have all these sort of in even unintended thoughts and thinking going on for ourselves. And when you actually acknowledge that amount, that's so many. And if you acknowledge that, it's to give yourself a little break, to give yourself a little like reminder that you're doing great, you know, and there's so many wellness hacks out there. And I've certainly written lots of articles for tons of different wellness websites. And and I'm grateful that we have, there's this, um, interest for people to better themselves. I think that's what a great world to live in, you know, that people want to be improving and bettering and learning and um, sort of seeking more. I think that's fantastic. What I want to ensure and what I don't want people to feel on these curiosity quests is that somehow they have to do more or be more in order to heal, in order to um, live their best life. Like, I just want to make it very clear that you don't need Reiki or EFT or yoga or warm water with lemon juice or like (laughs) any of these hacks. Like, you don't have to take a bubble bath if you don't feel like it. You don't have to do moon rituals. So I just want people to hear that because I think it's really important that we don't put any more pressure on ourselves to be human. 
<laughs> so that's number one. The way that I found with Reiki and EFT and the other part that I think is sort of the, the connector to all of it is movement. Um, and, you know, for me, movement can be like just, uh, it doesn't have to be a yoga practice. It can be, I was in a hotel room in DC yesterday. I was exhausted and I woke up I had to check out of my hotel room and everything. So I just laid a towel down on the floor and I just played a couple of my favorite soothing songs and I just stretched for 15 minutes and did really intentional breathing. And that was enough. So for me, Reiki, EFT, movement, and then of course, just like nourishing my body, nourishing my body with food, nourishing my body with thoughts, nourishing my body with whatever it may, it could be support and love from the people that are closest to me. We all have different needs at different times in our life. And the way that I found with Reiki and EFT, I did, I do them on myself every day, maybe not EFT every day, but at least once a week. But the reason that I came to EFT and I came to Reiki was again, because of the back pain. But what I really have felt through Reiki and EFT is that, and through movement is that they've created these very tangible ways for me to get back into my body. Like that's the baseline reason and mechanism for me. EFT, because it's tapping and you're tapping on these different acupressure points. And I, I wouldn't even actually call myself an expert with EFT. I just, my Reiki master taught it to me and I love it. And I, I know how powerful it is for me to tap and to move energy and to move thoughts and to shift this like, sometimes horrible or negative thinking that's in my mind. And it helps me shift and sort of listen to what I'm thinking. And when I hear it, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it is so powerful, though. So powerful. Ooh, we never even established in case someone might be like, what is EFT? Well, emotional freedom technique. Do you mind sharing? Because I want to hear from your own voice and verbiage how you explore EFT within yourself and help how you help others explore it for themselves. Yeah. So EFT, um, emotional freedom technique, it's a tapping technique and you're tapping on these different, again, acupressure or different points in the body that it's where a lot of your nerves come together, right? So if you do acupuncture, they're like needling in these certain places where they know it can hold um, stagnation or it can, they want to open up the flow in that part of the body. So when you're doing tapping, you're igniting and sort of opening up those points in the body. And as you're doing it, you're repeating. So you would start and maybe say, what, well, how are you feeling today? Let's just start with something that you have coming up. Well, right now, as you're talking about this, my body is like my upper body. I'm moving my upper body in circles. And that usually just means like I'm feeling so in flow. Mm -hmm. and earlier today, I'm not going to lie. Earlier today, I was actually not feeling aligned. I was feeling very stuck and stagnant in a lot of ways. But because I knew I had to talk to you and it's it's 5 p.m. here. So or no, I'm sorry. It's 7 PM here. Oh my gosh. And so I know. And so I knew I had to talk to you and get aligned. So I meditated and which I actually ended up taking a nap. And I think that, that was my body's and mind's way of, you know, really shifting my vibration so I can wake up into a new born again state. 
and I jumped into the ocean and then I came home and I danced and now I feel more alive. Oh my God. Well, you sister are right on track with connecting to your needs and vibrations because all of that is like the essence of true self-love and connection. And I know, I'm sure like all of us, you don't get it right every day. And sometimes instead of doing all those things, you probably just keep hanging out on your computer or doing like the, you know, non-soul invoking things. And that's normal too. And so I would say, you know, just for me, for example, if I feel really anxious or let's say yours was stagnant, right? So we would tap on the side of the palm and start with like, even though I feel all this stuckness and heaviness or whatever the word is that you're feeling, it could be anxiety, it could be pain, it could be overwhelm, it could be anger. Heaviness was a good one. Yeah, I felt heaviness for you. So even though I feel all this stagnation and heaviness, I deeply and profoundly trust and love myself or I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. That's kind of the basic beginner, not even beginner because it's equally powerful, but that's sort of the the first inertia for opening up EFT. So even though I, and then you kind of state whatever it is that's coming up for you, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself, right? Because just if you give yourself the permission to love and accept you, no matter what is going on for you, suddenly like this, the sting and the the ego's sort of judgment and criticism of self start to dissolve. Fabletics has an extra special treat for the Soul Tribe to help you live your passion every day, they say, gifting you two leggings for only $24. What? Which is like a $99 value. So when you just go to fabletics.com forward slash magic, check it out. When you browse, you'll notice they are like the Netflix of yoga pants. They have such a wide variety of the cutest selection. Just browse right now for fun just to see all of the cutest variety of designs with the best prices. My favorite pair of yoga pants are my rose-colored high-waisted Fabletics because while they look good, they're rose, one of my favorite colors, and they just make me want to play and flow whenever I put them on. And all honestly, all their pants that I own do. But what I love most about them, besides the fact that they're the coziest and best looking pants on my body, I love the fact that they're the most affordable quality activewear on the market. I'm talking high quality material. You'll feel it. Especially what, two leggings for $24? And this is thanks to their VIP program, why they can do this, which gets you even better deals, about 50% off regular prices, plus free shipping, and also so many additional perks that you just can't resist. So, Soul Tribe, again, Fabletics is gifting you two leggings for only $24. You're not only supporting yourself and your yoga flow, but you're also supporting the podcast. So, just visit fabletics.com forward slash magic, and I'll leave it in the show notes for you. Fabletics.com forward slash magic, and pick your two pairs. So you start there and then you kind of just tap on these different parts of the face and the collarbone and underneath the arm and on top of the head and the fingers. And you're just going through this practice and exercise of acknowledging what's coming up for you, acknowledging your thoughts, acknowledging sort of just all of the energy, all of the things that are present. And in doing so, you're equally and simultaneously moving and shifting the energy. 
And then so much sense. It's so great. And then when it's when you're done for me, then I that's when I usually like to. So sometimes I might start with reikiing myself first. And for me, reiki is as simple as placing, and anybody can do this, placing my hands on my heart and just like breathing and letting some deep breaths come in and out. And then I start to feel this light, the healing energy flow through the crown of my head, down into my heart out through my arms and through my palm chakras. That's how we open up to receive and feel the energy of Reiki. And then those palms are sending that light into the body. So I could place it on my knees if I have knee pain or my low back or on my head if my mind is just crazy with um, thinking, yeah, with small thinking, right? There's those like little loops and patterns and taking you down that rabbit hole. and then sometimes when I've reiki myself, I realize my thoughts are really powerful and overwhelming. So then I'll sit up and I'll start to EFT and then I'll finish with Reiki. And then, or I may start with movement first because I know I just need to like jump around and dance or move my body or sweat. And then even if I'm in a yoga class, I'll always end with my hands um, in a position of giving myself Reiki before I go back out into the day. So I hope that answered your question. I know that was kind of a lot of info. Oh, that definitely did. I want everyone to soak that in and write down this, even though I feel and blank, whatever you might feel, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Write this down somewhere, maybe in your notes on your phone or in a journal. Write this down somewhere right now. Did I say it right, by the way? Even though I feel blank, I deeply and profoundly. Yep. Okay, yes. Yep. Even though I feel blank, I deeply and profoundly, and it would be choose to love and accept myself because it's a choice. And I don't actually even know if I said that earlier. So it could, I could have missed it too, but it's, very important to remember that you are the one making these choices. You're choosing to stay stuck. You're choosing to be in negative thinking. And again, I know it's really strong and it's really powerful and it doesn't always feel like it's possible to get out of it, but it's, and some days, guess what? You won't. And that's okay. It's okay to be in those places when you're, you're just having a shit day. Like it's okay. It doesn't make you any less valuable, any less worthy, any less on track with your purpose. It really doesn't. Even though I feel like I'm having a shit day, I deeply and profoundly choose to love and accept myself. Yes. Amen, (laughs) sister. Yep. But it's so important because what, well, oh yeah. So write that down somewhere right now. Make sure to do the blank, fill in the blank or whatever. So that way later on, you can do this every single day this week and just figure out whatever you're feeling and try out the tapping. And I'm going to ask you in a little bit, how do we know what, what points to tap? Cause I think that that's, that's my honestly hesitation. I'm like, I don't know what to tap. So yeah, it's hard. It's a little hard to explain, um, without a lot of people. I mean, it depends on what kind of a learner you are, but, um, there's so many videos on YouTube. Um, and I, I think I have a couple up. I, I think so. I actually don't, I have to check that. Um, <gasps> if not get on that, I know get on it. Right. Um, I know as part of our new podcast, I know that I, there's a video series there of me giving people EFT. So it's definitely there, but, um, but there's, there's, if you tap in EFT for anxiety into YouTube, there will be 
so many videos that come up. One of my favorite people of all time is Brad Yates. Um, he's like an older white dude and he's funny and he's quirky and he and his tapping is really powerful. His name's Brad and then his last name is Y-A-T-E-S. Um, so that's one, that's a place I will go to when I don't want to lead myself through one. Um, and then I know I, again, I'm pretty sure that I have one either on my YouTube channel, which I'm going to be doing a lot more of coming up um, this year and into next year. But um, just type it in. And I also feel like whatever you're meant to find will find you. Mm, that's so great. Okay. Thank you for that tool. We're going to put it in our little spiritual toolbox. You or got spiritual it. Tool belt. How do we, let's say we are drawing a blank when we are approaching or tapping and trying to find out our sentence, what can we do to really release that emotion or energy, even though we don't really know how to verbally express it? Yeah. So if that's the case, I would say, um, and again, I'm just going to pull from the workshop that Katie and I did recently. She in the workshop, because her whole thing and her teaching, which I love, I mean, I journal often, um, and the way she shared with journaling is a great way to start is just to write down wherever you're writing, how are you feeling? And just start with that basic question. And if you're somebody who might be better served doing pen to paper, right? Sort of just that tangible, because it can be, and I know this for myself, it can be very hard if I'm in the midst of that sort of tornado to try to come to a place of uh centered and awareness with myself. So if that's the case, you can absolutely do just a, how are you feeling and write it down and just start there. Mm, that's perfect. Oh, thank you. And I know also Reiki also has some very specific mantras or prayers, or I guess, uh, what do you call them? Precepts? Precepts, what the Reiki are, precepts. Yep. Yeah. The Reiki precepts. What are those precepts? Cause I know that there's four or five, and yes. they promote our healing in some way, and they're very specific. Absolutely. So the Reiki precepts, and I teach this, I teach a um, Reiki 101 course on Mind Body Green that's accessible to everybody. You can get it from my website. Um, I think it's like a $50 class, um, but it's several hours, and there's EFT in all of those, and a meditation with Reiki. That's such a great deal. Yeah, it's so awesome. Um, I'm really proud of that class, not just because of you know, what I'm teaching, but I'm just, I'm proud because it's very accessible and it's all sort of this, it's like a course and people message me all the time that they listen to it over and they watch the videos over and over and over again. And once you buy it, you have lifetime access. So it's oh, EFT wonderful. for stress and EFT for anxiety. And then there's a guided visualization meditation with distance Reiki in it. So um, and the Reiki precepts and chakras and everything is in this course, just to give you kind of a basic outline of energy and energy healing and how you can give it to yourself. Um, but within that, the Reiki precepts are, they are created and were created by Reiki master Asui. Um, he's obviously from Japan. That's why it's a Japanese healing modality. Um, and these were his belief systems of what you and again, keep in mind, this was based when he was alive, when he was going through and seeing people suffering. And so he created these precepts as a way of living, as a way of being. 
And it was just for today, do not anger, just for today, be humble, just for today, do not worry. So there's, and there's, I believe, uh, two other ones, but the idea is, and this is sort of where I teach, have taught people, and it's part of the Reiki certification classes that I teach too, is start with these most basic of precepts, these most basic of daily mantras. And you can say them to yourself in bed in the morning or sort of like whenever you're doing any intentional practice with yourself to just feel. And I say those precepts to myself until I feel them in my whole body. So I don't just say it like just for today, do not anger. But if I feel it in my body, so I would, for me, I repeat them to myself enough until I feel the essence of it in my body. And then how I teach my students is you practice that for about a month, the the original precepts. And then I ask them to start practicing whatever comes up for them that they know they're going to need for today. So just for today, and I've switched it in my teachings to my students, that they always have the precepts to come home to. And I often come home to them. But I teach that then you shift it to give yourself based on this time in 2018 that we live a just for today i am so for me like this morning it would be just for today i am peace just for today i am pure love just for today i am accepting so i switch it um based on what i know i need and i'm i'm seeking and wanting to feel on that day and those are more positive and uplifting words mm-hmm. too which honestly resonates deeper for me personally. I really love that. And just for today, I am whatever comes to your heart because that is more easily acceptable or accessible to the heart of a Westerner in 2018. So I love that. And that's where, exactly. And that's kind of where I just realized that I, you know, again, I want to, I always want to honor the lineage and where Um, things came from because we live in such a fast-paced world that you know it's easy for people to like just have this desire for immediate gratification so I think it's important to honor like the 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 heritage and the why and the where and just really invoke that and show respect to it and then to also be able to adapt as needed for self and for the current moments of your life I agree. That way, the traditional ways are not painted, but they're just evolving in our own ways. And that's way more. And I think that, I mean, I assume, I don't know, I'm not standing in their shoes. Actually, I might be because I probably was one of them in the past life. But um, like, they (laughs) might, they would honor that they would probably want that for us to be able to move in a way that works for us today instead of not resonating because then people won't really be drawn to doing that if it doesn't resonate with them and we want it to it's whatever works there's no formula it's whatever works a thousand percent and I think it's important to also acknowledge just in the history of Reiki itself like when you learn the history of Reiki you will see how many different teachers adapted Reiki and changed Asui's fundamental way of doing Reiki. Like for him, he did a Reiki attunement on students every single day for 30 days as to get them adjusted. I, in this day in 2018, I I can't be with my students for 30 days Mm -hmm. and attune them, you know? So 
Meaning along the way in the history of Reiki itself, many teachers had adjusted it and shifted it into what was appropriate for their modern day and for how they knew to heal and showcase and allow healing to come through. So I think you're absolutely right. We want people to receive its its divinity and its um, magic. But I also feel, you know, with Reiki too, the one thing that I would say that is important to me is so many people have this desire to rush um, themselves, or it could even be students through Reiki. And that's really hard for me because for me to receive, you know, all the way through my Reiki masters, it was several years with my teacher. And there's all these trainings and programs out there for people to get Reiki one and two certified in a weekend. Tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then like the next weekend you can get your Reiki masters. And that to me is, yeah, it's kind of, to me, that's a little like, I don't know if antiquated is the right word, but it's a little um, opposite of the intention behind Reiki, which is to allow this, this healing and this energy um, to come through you and you have to calibrate you really have to calibrate to see yourself and watch yourself in resistance and watch yourself not doing Reiki on yourself when you're sick. And, you know, people in our culture are so, they want to get a, that immediate gratification. And that is also to their own detriment because it's important to honor the student and to honor their own um, path with it and everyone's different. And so that would be my only thing with Reiki is, you know, find a Reiki master if you are called to wanting to learn, but also don't, please don't give your Western ego the um, driver's seat in that and trust that it's okay that it's a slower, more um, peaceful, not rushed process. And that's not only for the fact that it should be honored in taking the time. I just couldn't fathom it taking a weekend to master Reiki. I just can't, that doesn't even, exactly. Yeah, just, I can't comprehend that. But I do believe that, and I could be totally wrong. I don't know, but this is what I picture. I think a Reiki healer needs to learn also how to cut the tie now between mm-hmm. the person they just reikied and their own energy because that is very close you know you are really uniting your energies at that time I'm assuming and I could all be I'm really might just be making this all up in my head no not at all personal protection as well like to really learn how to disconnect that energy <laughs> absolutely know. and we teach that as part of reiki training is the importance and relevance of learning how to disconnect energy because it is a real thing. And I, for a little while, I didn't honor it so much. And then I would come home and like get sick and I would be in a bath for three hours, um, like crying or not being able to speak. And it was because I, I wanted healing so much for a person. So I was getting too Uh, what's the right word? My ego was getting too involved and I wasn't honoring the practices for myself and looking at what I needed um, as well. And I, I just have learned sort of through training wheels so much over the years of the importance of just allowing the Reiki to do what the Reiki does 
And then also the very important value of me as a conduit and what I need to disconnect the energy and what I need for my body because my husband, my assistant, my best friends, people have watched me give, get really sick after doing events. And so I've had to learn over the years how to honor myself as well. Wow. And you know what? Even let's say you're not even raking, we all should learn to disconnect and cut the cord to all energies every day just to kind of go to bed with our own peaceful energy because, you know, that is how a lot of sickness can be created from what I've observed and myself. A thousand percent. I've learned this. Joni, who's my fairy godmama, she's been in this po- on this podcast before. She's Allie's mom. She tells me every week to cut the cord, cut the energy from those around me. And I always forget to, and uh-huh. I've been starting to a giver and you want to yes. just give to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And then I will, and exactly. And it doesn't do me service, especially somebody that is an empath and does really take on people's energies and emotions constantly. And a lot of those that are listening are very much like that too. I already know. So how can one maybe they're not going to the level of raking somebody and really, really taking on their energy, but how can one just in an everyday person disconnect that energy from like the world's energy just in their day, like before bed? Absolutely. So I have this saying and I love it and I do it many times a day is I, let me just connect to it because I'm going to close my eyes for a minute and just find it. Okay, so it's I send all negativity and low vibrational energy to the universe to be dissolved, delivering that it is transmuted to the highest and best and healed. I now ask that I be placed in the universal Christ light of consciousness, asking that all that is happy, healthy, and wealthy touch and be with me now. Wow. You know what? I might ask you to email that to me and maybe I'll put yeah, it in the show yeah, yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can totally again it's one that I've just said for so many for so many months and I think I received yeah. it from a shaman in um no, she wasn't a shaman, she was a medium. Um, this beautiful Scottish woman uh in Arizona that I had had a session with and she was so funny and she's like, Darling, you're not protecting yourself. <laughs> That's why you're getting sick all the time. And so oh, she gave me wow. these like incredible mantras that I use all the time and they they've really brought a lot of of good into into my practices that is amazing those personal mantras too just oh I know shift everything I'm so glad that you found her mm-hmm. wow me too sorry I was just taking a sip of water <laughs> you're that's fine it's been it's been an hour I hope that you are quenching yourself <laughs> some things that a lot of people are experiencing let's say let's say if we want to do an EFT session when it comes to fighting with food and fighting our body mm-hmm. what are ways that we can shift that using EFT yeah I I feel like you know obviously EFT can be used for anything and everything mm-hmm. um For someone who's going through and experiencing a relationship and a dynamic with food where there's fear or control or judgment involved, and often with EFT, it will, things will come up as you're tapping. Like, so 
I would say part of it be like, even though I have this fear of food and this desire to control my every move, I deeply and profoundly choose to accept myself and my body and my being. I deeply and profoundly choose to accept that I always make the right choice, right? So there's this essence of accepting self in all the light and the dark. Like, like I, I could very easily say, oh, like I hate my controlling ways or I hate that I have this nagging doubt all the time with all my creative projects, with all the shit I do. But what I have not actually done with the control or the doubt is accepted that it's also a part of me, right? And I have to, the minute I start to breathe into acceptance that this is part of me, it's not because I need to let it be in the driver's seat, but the minute I give myself the essence of acceptance, that is where I can then start to like lean into another vibration. Like I accept that you're here. I accept that you doubt. I accept that this is something that I have been struggling with for many years. And I also accept that I am worthy of living like a happy, healthy life. And I also accept that this too will like release itself on me or whatever the vibration is that makes you feel good. It's just that when you've been in this loop of a thinking pattern of a way of like talking to yourself, it's going to take time for you to acknowledge that you're actually the one invoking it. And it's going to take time for you because it's actually not about food. It's about something deeper of not accepting a part of yourself. And that is what I would tell anybody who has a a fear of food or a relationship with food is go go deeper because you're just using the food as sort of a blanket over something else that's much deeper rooted. Mm-hmm. Mm, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Dear health fanatics who may like coffee but are taking a break or still love their daily dose, well, You may have heard of Four Sigmatic as they have truly created their own tribe of mushroom coffee lovers, myself included, for a good reason, as all their coffees and matcha teas and delicious treats contain the power of shrooms, mushrooms. So we can just cancel out those jitters while enhancing the health of our brain, our heart, immune system, our gut, and lower our stress levels, unlike coffee, and assist with weight loss in metabolizing our fatty compounds and a coffee that will actually help give us glowing skin. What? This is clearly the best coffee for those who are coffee drinkers and non-coffee drinkers as they have a lot of elixirs without coffee. So here's what your shroom day may look like. Wake up, have some cordyceps to fuel your energy for your workout, and then maybe later in the day when it's time for you to work or write, enjoy some lion's mane to keep you focused. And even Buddhist monks drink lion's mane to enhance their focus. And even when it's time to wind down, have their classic 
reishi elixir. Or if you want a good little dessert after dinner, hot cacao mushroom. So good. They also have new products coming out all the time. Four Sigmatic is continuing to gift the Soul Tribe a 15% discount. Just click on the link in the show notes or go to foursigmatic.com forward slash soul tribe. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash soul tribe and enter the discount code soul tribe. S-O-U-L-T-R-I-B. One word, no spaces, soul tribe for 15% off your magical coffee and mushroom elixir order. Soul good. You're a human being and (laughs) we are meant to have these very dynamic relationships with ourself where, I mean, with all the, even all the things that I've done, it's fascinating to me how people create these uh, beliefs about me. Like anytime I'm with someone, they'll be like, oh, we go out to a meal and they'll be like, and somebody who doesn't obviously know me very well, they'll be like, you're vegan, right? And I'm like, nope. And they'll create all these sort of like internal illusions of me because it's their, it's their ego's way of judging either themselves in comparison to me or judging like me or judging what it means to be spiritual or what it means to be. Well, that's always them judging themselves. Right. Always. Yeah. Right. But that's my point is like, yeah. We all do it, right? We all have sort of that that constant or hopefully it'll become less loud. And I think the part of the ego is the minute you you allow this essence of accepting, like really accepting all the parts of you, which include dark parts, which include like the parts where you're not you're kind of an asshole to yourself. Like that's part of acceptance. And the minute you go into that flow of acceptance, you can then allow the voices of love and peace and gratitude and like faith and trust and flow. You can let them come in more and more loudly than the other voices because you acknowledge and accept that all will always exist. You don't get rid of like any of these parts of yourself. And I think that's the trick and that most people don't acknowledge. Like people think I've got to get rid of my control. And I'm like, well, that's your control talking, <laughs> you know, like you can't yes. not like, it's all just going to disappear. No, that's not, that's not accepting. And by the way, I've had great teachers and people who have helped me see all of this. And so that is the part where if you can invite yourself to accept that all these parts of you exist, that they're actually never going to quote unquote go away. It's just that they get less and less loud because the other loving, compassionate, compassion, right? Accepting parts of you, the light or the love or the peace and the gratitude, those voices just get a little bit louder. So true. Yeah. Just for today. Just for today. I I love this one. And I say this often at workshops and retreats and stuff that I teach. Just for today, I am right on time. Like to just, if you take that breath in for anybody listening to just like take a moment 
and just close your eyes, but not if you're driving and, (laughs) and just breathe in. Like I am right on time. I'm exactly who I'm meant to be, where I'm meant to be, and how I'm meant to be, and I am doing just fine. Yes. Like, that's powerful. So profound. Wow. I have chills. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for all of that. You are so welcome. I still have so many questions for you, especially when it comes to, well, I'm curious about your meditation, your personal meditation practice. And then also I want to dive into, because a lot of the soul tribers, that's what I call the listeners. Oh, love it. Yomis, I know. Um, They are very into wanting to learn how to get into this world of being a solo or a soulful preneur, a soulpreneur, or just getting into the healing world from their desk jobs or corporate jobs or whatever they're doing in life or after school, whatever they're doing. So both, I'm curious about your meditation practice, then we'll shift gears into that. Sure. So my meditation practice is kind of always, it's always the same, but it's always changing. So I travel a lot. So, you know, I don't necessarily have like a specific place that I meditate. I know for some, that's a really rooted part of their practice, which I mean, I know everybody probably is moving and shifting often, but um, some people have like a really dedicated space and room and and way. And mine is a lot more um, fluctuating. So I, yeah, I mean, I love to meditate in the morning um, before I start my day. It's really sweet. My husband, I'm not a morning person. So my husband always wakes up before me and he'll, I'll feel like he'll snuggle me for a while and then he'll slowly sit up and he'll do his own morning meditation practice in bed. And then by the time he's gotten up and starting to get ready, uh, I kind of wait for him to leave the room. And then that's when I'll sit up and, or sometimes lay down. Like it just depends on how tired I feel or how awake I feel. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm not somebody that feels that believes that I have to sit up and be structured because that actually is more pressure to put on myself. Um, I already put a lot of pressure on myself. So I have given myself sort of this, this space in my meditation practice to just meditate however I'm feeling. Um, Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I will um, listen to a to music that makes me feel really happy and peaceful. Sometimes it's silent. Sometimes I'll listen to like a headspace meditation. Um, But really it's kind of just always ebbing and flowing. Um, And sometimes, you know, I'll do a three minute meditation if I don't have a lot of time and do my meditation will be more along the lines of breath work with Reiki. So that's my meditation practice. And then for I think that's so important to note to just whatever you're feeling yep. in the moment it doesn't have to be rigid and structured with your back straight for six hours, which I've definitely done many times. Yeah, same. Because I, I used to think that it was I needed to do that, and then when I was able to just relax and just give myself the space to really allow myself to meditate, however I choose to, oh my gosh, they be- became so much stronger, and I felt so much better throughout the day. Amazing. And that's really, you know, that's the magic of it is like, just to give yourself that space. And look, as you and I both know, there is a time and a place for structured meditation. And I, of course, I love that too. You know, I, they're all, they're all perfect 
experiences and, and expressions of me connecting with myself. Um, yeah. And then for soulful, what is it called? Soul. Oh, soulpreneurship. Soulpreneurship. You know, for me, it's more about I, as I maybe it's because I've gotten older, or maybe it's just sort of the consciousness that's present for all of us right now. I really feel this um, this desire to not just create to have more things in the world because we live in such a consumer based material based world right now that I have found it's challenging for me to want to produce things that are not going to be good for the environment and good for our future world. Um, Meaning consuming just to consume or having a bunch of products just to have a bunch of products to sell. So I would say to anyone who's wanting to create either a product or experiences for people or just getting into the realm and the light of this, this space is to connect to what you're most passionate about. Like I love people and I love connecting with people and I love giving people permission to be themselves, to be the most connected and accepting and loving versions of themselves. So that's sort of where everything that I create and that I'm doing is based upon and stems from. Um, And I think when you find, I think Glennon Doyle is the one she had said once, you know, find whatever in the world breaks your heart the most. And when you find what breaks your heart the most, you're also going to find the people who feel the same way. So then you've also found your tribe, the tribe of people, right? (laughs) And for me, like mine is, I, I, it pains me to see people suffering. And so what I'm working on and what I've sort of found is that the people that perhaps quote unquote, have the most basic of things that many people in our world don't have, which is why they have suffering, right? They may not have food, they may not have water, they may not have um, access to Medicare medications. But I've found that people in our Western world, if we can help heal their suffering, which is a lot of it's self-induced, right? Like anxiety and control and all these different things. If I can help open up these people to see their true self and to love and have this essence and connection, then they become the people who will hopefully help create the changes as well in the world. Yes. Wow. And so, wow, really, I love that. Think about what breaks your heart the most, right? And then that's where you'll find your tribe and find your way and honestly, your, your purpose. Mm-hmm. But that's it is like, that's where a part of your purpose is. And that's why I say like, I mean, Glennon Doyle is just like a force and an amazing machine of oh, an incredible yeah. light soul woman. Um, but, you know, just when she, again, I think she said it on like an Insta story or something. And I rarely watch Insta stories, but I loved that I saw that because somebody had asked her that question and I was like, Oh my God, like what a profound message. And yeah. And it's, you know, and I also think the most important thing for people to hear too, is just trust your path. Like just keep going and just keep allowing yourself to feel and feel sad and feel angry and feel 
whatever it is that's coming up for you. Because when you give yourself space and permission to actually feel what you're feeling, that then becomes your deepest connections to yourself so that you can not only like begin healing, but also begin like that fervor and that passion for being. When they do find that purpose, find that path, how can they shift their lifestyle? So let's say, like you said that you worked in corporate in Washington, D.C. and and in L.A. for a while, and now you are you made a name for yourself as a Reiki and EFT goddess in LA. So for those that may be wanting to actually like make that transition, do you have one piece of practical advice how they can actually shift when they find what their healing purpose might be to, to step into that? Or it might not even be a healer, but whatever their soulpreneurship might be. So the honestly, the one piece of advice I would have for people is to be okay with starting small. It, you know, we live in this world where everything's so like big and grandiose and these like epic events and these epic teachers and these epic experiences. And, you know, what people don't see when I'll just use myself as an example, what people don't see when they see me maybe leading a class in front of 400 people, they don't see the years that I would teach a donation-based yoga class or donation-based meditation class where one person would show up, you know? And like they, I think that's my biggest piece of advice for anyone who's interested in this field is like, just, I got so many certifications and trainings and different things. And like, just be okay with like following your curiosity and be willing to go into it just for the joy, for the pure joy of getting to create. Because whenever I've put pressure on myself to create with expectation, like, okay, I'm going to do this event and I have to have at least 30 people there. That's suddenly all the the joy and the light and the intention behind it have become faded. So that would be my piece of advice is for people to be okay with starting small, with playing and creating and not needing to make an expectation of themselves. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so brilliant to know. Thank you. And that is so good for people to know to just be okay in sitting with themselves right now as we are always striving to be there now. Yeah. And like, you know, even somebody like, I'm not sure if you follow Yoga Girl, but she will, I mean, she's got, I don't know, over a million followers and all these different things, but she herself started teaching yoga like under a tree where five people would show up and roll out their mats. But I think it's really important to honor that process within yourself. It's the same way we talked about Reiki training. Like don't rush your journey. It's meant to have ups and downs and it's meant to have this, like it has its own divine flow and rhythm. And if you try to rush it, the universe is probably going to give you something to slow down. And so I would just say just to be so loving and patient and be willing to just do it for the joy and the creativity of it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And now would you like to talk about Magic Vibes? I would love to. So <laughs> Magic Vibes is my 
little business. It's um, outside of everything is packaged in my own home. So we fill it with Reiki. The candles are poured on full moons and new moons. And so basically what Magic Vibes is, I was teaching and doing all these workshops and one-on-one clients. And every time there was a new moon or a full moon or some like epic event, people would text me or call me and ask me, okay, Kels, what am I supposed to do today? What is it that I have to do for this event? What if I, how do I like, basically, how do I get spiritual on this, on this day? And anytime I would do a session with somebody, they'd say things to me like, oh, I just want to put you in my pocket so that I can like have your voice reminding me of these things all the time. And so after a while, I finally, with my branding manager, was like, you know, she was the one who came to me and was like, you should really create something that people can bring home, like have a part of that that essence in what you teach, like in their home. And so that over the course of many months, that was the creation of Magic Vibes. And it's a spiritual subscription box. And we have tons of single item products that are for purchase as well. But everything is done with intention. We also have a give back component. I sit on the board for a nonprofit that supports teen girls in helping them become, many of them become the first in their families. A lot of them are immigrant families. They become the first in their family to graduate high school and go to college. So, you know, to me, it's just about sort of giving people these tools that they can then take home. It's anything from like a rose quartz gua sha tool to a full moon candle with a full moon meditation that is recorded and has distance Reiki in it that they can then do a ritual at home. It's oh, so crystals. Cool. It's it's so cool. It's crystals and sage and Palo Santo. It's scarves that are made by refugee women in wow. Africa. Like it's oh. just – and everything is just made with such uh, – intention. We have a very small jewelry line that has every piece of jewelry has like an invocation of an energy. So it's just really intentional pieces and products. And this fall, we're going to be changing the subscription box to more of a mood box. So it's a mood for every season. And there'll be much, uh, right now the boxes are pretty expensive. So we're going to change the pricing and just make it a lot more accessible for everyone. And they'll always have Um, a daily meditation that you can play all the time for every day. And they'll all have a full moon and new moon meditation in them. Oh, that is so amazing. Look at you sharing that with the world. See everybody, when you start this path, it's just amazing what can expand. Even if you do begin under a tree or in the corporate world and then in Shavasana and just take your baby steps, like who knows what will unfold that is Even amazing. if you work in a corporate office, like when you've done a lot of meditating or you've gotten, you know, your 200 hour yoga certification or whatever yeah. it is, offer, go to your HR office and say, I want to start doing um, a 7.30 to 8 a.m. meditation on Wednesdays for the office. Like just create, start creating again from a place of your own joy whatever that means, like start to do, if you've gotten your Reiki certification, start to do a Reiki share with your closest girlfriends and let it be donation based and like get your living room all set up. And like, you could do it on a full moon or a new moon, like just find ways that make you happy and feel creative. Oh, that is so brilliant. I'm going to message my corporate conscious friends that actually do have their 200 hour teacher certification. That's so brilliant. Well, I have one last question that I Mm -hmm. asked all of the guests. 
How would you advise the your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Mm, I don't think there's anything to create. I believe we all have it inside of us already. And it's just finding practices to move through some of the the crust or the gunk that is uh, for every human being that is something that we create or has been sort of given to us or thrown at us from society. So it's just finding whatever practices help you see through some of that murkiness that again, it's like skimming the pond. Yeah. Like that first layer of the pond. And then you can see with such clarity, the depths of it. Wow. It is in us already. No need. To yeah. No need to create it. Wow. And I would say the other main thing is um, I just launched this eight episode podcast with my dear friend and soul brother, Ryan Weiss, and it's called Break Up With Your Bullshit. And it's just eight episodes and there's free divine writing assignments and things that go with it. And it is, I believe, a truly remarkable experience to take you through from start to finish how to break up with all the programming and the bullshit and that layer, yeah, that scum layer (laughs) on top of the pond. And that would be like that to me, this, what we've created, it was never, we didn't know what it was going to be when we started recording and it's just unfolded into this magic project and We've gotten insane feedback and celebrities that have listened and everything. And wow. um, that would be my biggest my biggest uh, gift right now is what I'm most excited about is magic vibes and break up with your bullshit. That is so exciting. I have a great feeling that a lot of the listeners are already looking it up and downloading <laughs> some of the episodes. And if you're not, well, you better be because yes, it, it is do. really great. I've listened to it and I'm so glad that you brought that into the world. We needed that space, especially in the podcast world. Well, just especially in the world, we've been needing that space. So thank you for all that you create. Where else can everyone find you? Absolutely. You can find me. My website is kelseyjpatel.com on Instagram and Facebook and all the things. It's Kelsey J. Patel. And yeah, if you listened to the episode, feel free to DM me. I love hearing from people and I do my best to respond to every single DM. So sending all of you guys so much love and magic and so much gratitude to you, my dear, for putting this magic out into the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. Everybody go DM her right now and tell her what you loved about this on the podcast. Ooh, one last really quick question. Of Do course. you ever Reiki pets or plants? All the time. I Reiki all of my plants. Yep. And I Reiki um, anytime I'm with animals or actually babies as well. I was just with a bunch of my girlfriends in DC and they all have kids and the young babies like love being like love having when I hold them and they're just like immersed into it. And the same with animals. Um, I may sit somewhere and I've trained a lot of my students as well who are huge animal advocates and lovers. And they have practices now where they actually go out and do Reiki healing on animals. So yes, the answer is a thousand times. Yes. That's amazing. Oh my god! And you don't need to be Reiki certified by the way, to do that. Like just channel that light energy the way I described it earlier and allow your hands to just emit this life force energy into 
the animal, into the plants. Like I hold my hands a few inches above the plants and it's just pure I magic. I do that anyways. I didn't think I was like raking, but I do that all the time. Exactly. That's what I mean yeah. is it's right. It is. It's, and it doesn't have to just be called Reiki. It's just energy. It's just sending yeah. like that, that life force energy. Yeah. Wow. And with your food. <laughs> yeah. I Reiki every uh, single one of my meals. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I know you have to go. You have a call. And I'm just so grateful. I can't wait for everyone to listen and DM you and tell me how much they loved this magical conversation. Thank you so much, darling. I'll talk to you very soon. Talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Dear Yomi, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear. I, I hope something in this spoke to your soul. And will you please, please say hello in the Your Own Magic Facebook group to all of the Soul Tribers. And if you, if you like this podcast, I would so love to read your review. And of course, I'll gift you a free guided meditation from yourownmagic.life, which by the way, has many meditations, meditative imaginings, journal questions, magic monthly challenges, and just other spiritual tools for your soul. More on yourownmagic.life when you join the Soul Tribe exclusive site for $4.44 per month. I'm just thankful for us spiritualists to gather together and have a safe space to help us tap into our own magic. Anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening and have a magical day.